0: Hello, everyone. My name is Gary Baumgarten, but I expect you already know that. And I welcome you to the latest podcast, my latest The Gary Baumgarten Report podcast, available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. Well, recently, the Guardian Angels, you know, the Volunteer Safety Patrol here in New York City, headed by Curtis Lewa. They run around with red berets on their heads. They go into areas where there's slime and crime on the subways, in the housing projects, places where crime is rampant and police resources are minimal. And they patrol those communities. They do it in cities all across the nation and in cities all around the world. In fact, I was there when the guardian angels established their patrols in Detroit. I covered it extensively. I watched them walk in neighborhoods where you'd rarely see a police car. And if nothing else, they provided a deterrence because I guarantee you that anywhere the guardian angels were, the crime subsided, although they do occasionally have to actually take action. But more, than, more often than not, they're preventing crime by their presence. They make people feel good by their presence. They feel safer in their neighborhoods. And they get invited into places like Detroit, Newark, New Jersey, Elizabeth, New Jersey, uh, other high crime areas by members of the community. And in fact, the membership of the Guardian Angels comes from members of the community. Well, recently here in New York City, the Guardian Angels have begun patrolling the tony Upper West Side of Manhattan, an area where people always feel free to walk during the daytime, during the dead of night, without fear, without fear that the criminal element would encroach upon their space. Well, that's all changed. That's all changed because up there in that neighborhood, at least three hotels have been turned over to become homeless shelters. And not only are people who are homeless staying in those hotels, but people who have criminal records, who are out on parole and not for minor crimes, but for violent crimes, including sex offenses, violent sex offenses. And it's changed the tone of the neighborhood. Now people who would sit back, read their New York Times Cluck their tongues at the stories about crime in the Bronx and say a silent prayer that they are fortunate enough not to be visited by that criminal element. Now they're afraid. They're cooped up in their little apartments. They'd like to get out and go for a stroll, but they're afraid. They're afraid to leave their houses because. The criminal element has taken over the streets. I witnessed it myself last night. I stepped outside from my perch on the 15th floor of America's news headquarters at Fox to get a breath of stale summer air. I think this was about midnight, a little after midnight. And right in front of the building, there were young, teenage miscreants who were taking over the sidewalk, sitting and climbing on the parked cars, obviously not their cars. This is not the kind of behavior that people have come to expect in Midtown Manhattan. But now that is all changing. Well, I looked into it. Now I know people aren't coming to the Big Apple right now. Broadway is shut down. The restaurants are closed. It is no longer a tourist destination. Hopefully it will be again in the future when this pandemic is over. And among the many businesses that are hurting because of the pandemic, are the hotels. So it seems on the surface a good idea to take homeless people who have no place to stay and put them into the hotels. Did you know that 20% of the hotel space in New York City is occupied by homeless people? That is costing the city of New York, $2 million a day, a day to house the homeless. Well, is it right to only put homeless people in neighborhoods that are already short on service, where there's already crime, especially if many of those homeless people are perpetrators? Is it right to just throw them into those communities and exacerbate the situation there? Is it more equitable to put them in hotels on the Upper West Side? I guess there's probably an argument to be made on both sides of this equation. But I thought it might be interesting to bring all this to your attention So you have some information about this to think about yourself. How should this be handled? And thank you to the guardian angels for at least being out there trying to mitigate the situation. By the way, they're not heavy-handed. They don't come into the neighborhood like an occupying force. It's the guardian angels when the pandemic broke out who went to Penn Station and Grand Central Terminal where homeless people were congregating because they had no other place to go and there was no longer a populace of any note, business people, tourists, to give them handouts. And they washed their feet. They brought them care packages, toiletries, they fed them. They stepped up and filled a gap that the city had left wide open for whatever reason. I know that New York City is hurting right now. I know the tax base is down. I know there are going to be more and more and more cutbacks in New York City and the fear is that things are just going to get worse before they get any better. And that's probably true. Although my diehard, hardcore New York City friends say, yes, there are people leaving the city, moving out, but they are fair weather. We're going to stick it out. We love the city. And we're going to tough it out until things get a little bit better. And I'm sure they will, because New York has always shown A resiliency. But it's shameful that a group of volunteers has to go out and provide this kind of service, and the city cannot. Okay, those are my thoughts. What do you think? Please let me know. You can subscribe to my podcast on anchor.fm, on Spotify, and on other podcast platforms or you can subscribe to my RSS feed. And until we meet again, as I like to say at the end of all of our get-togethers, peace out.